Welcome into another edition of Camp Notes here on Word on the Street Podcast. I'm Tony Lombardi. The Word on the Street Podcast is brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Discover the healing power of hemp. Shop at panacealife.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-E-A life.com. Use code RSR at checkout and get a 30% discount. Today, I'm joined by Camp Notes, on Camp Notes, by Darren McCann from Russell Street Report. So, Darren... How are you and how about those O's? Oh, man, you got to love life with the Orioles right now. It's a blast every day. It's just they're a fun team to watch. And, and, you know, they've got a real dilemma in terms of are you a buyer or are you a seller? It's, you know, I think they're kind of, at least in the minds of fans, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but it seems like they're a little ahead of the curve than what we expected. And I, I think we did expect them to be sellers at the trade deadline, but who knows? Right. It, it, it's kind of that conversation going with the Ravens, right? Are you building long-term or year-to-year? And uh, the Orioles are starting to get themselves in that atmosphere as well. Absolutely. So let's talk about the Ravens. Uh, just an overall assessment of how day three went. It was a little faster paced than what I understand the first couple of days were. It was humid out there, but it was a hardball practice. Drill to seven on seven to 11 on 11, back to drill. Players were running back and forth between sessions. It, it was a good pace today. Did anybody stand out in your mind? Yeah, yeah I thought Lamar was really good throwing the football. Um, really crisp, really fast. Um, he made quick decisions. I thought Andrews and Bateman did what we hope Andrews and Bateman did. And then Duvernay and Prochet were good. On defense, I like the safeties. Brandon Stevens is really physical at the line of scrimmage. And uh, Geno Stone had a pick six late, and Tony Jefferson had a pick. So it was good from the safeties yesterday. Those interceptions, who was quarterbacking at the time? Uh, Brown. Yeah, yeah Anthony Brown, the rookie. Yeah. Prospect. I don't know how much time you've spent watching him. And, and for the listeners, if you're out of camp, the quarterbacks all wear black jerseys with these dark purple numbers, and they're all they're all of similar stature. And it, sometimes it's difficult to see who's actually throwing the football. You know whether it's it is Huntley or Hundley or Brown or Lamar. But you know you know what I do when I'm out there. I don't know if you pick up on any of this, but I look to see if any. You know I, I want to know who Lamar is all the time, and he's kind of mm-hmm. a little bit easier because he wears that that visor on his helmet. And because you know, I'll look for what color socks is Lamar wearing today? You know, or is he wearing a wristband? Those sort of things. And is it different from the other guys? Yeah, he was wearing white sleeves, which made him stand out. But, uh, you know, it's fun because all four quarterbacks have some similar abilities and the ability to move the pocket and get outside. But they all do it a little differently. So you kind of pick up on their releases and things like that, too. Yeah, and I was going to mention, I think Anthony Brown, you mentioned he was picked off twice, and I think this is something he really needs to overcome, and that is he has this little hitch in his delivery. It's got like he's got this longer windup. He he throws the ball with some velocity, but he's got this longer windup that I said, you know, that's it. It's almost like a pitcher who tips his pitches. He's tipping that he's throwing the ball to a certain place because of that long windup, and as opposed to Lamar, and I think one of the differences between well, there's a lot of difference between Anthony Brown and Lamar, but one of the differences in Lamar's throwing motion, I don't know if you picked up on this, but he seems to be getting the ball out really quickly. 
Yeah, we were talking about that. He goes right to the ear and out. It, it's, yes. He's much better, especially compared to – I thought last year he kind of elongated a little bit, but I, I thought he looked fast. And the ball has some zip on it and it gets on, up on receivers. And, and I think that, you know, if, if he and his receivers are in sync and they're throwing to a spot, you know, with his improved accuracy getting the ball out, I don't know that the um, defenders are going to have a really a good, good enough chance to react. Yeah, I agree with you, especially if they can get that rhythm short passing game going, which they, they seem to be working on a lot. Let's talk about the people who may have disappointed yesterday. Uh, there were some drops yesterday. Um, Bolden, <laughs> Bolden shook loose for a long one and dropped it right off his hands. Uh, the running backs each dropped some passes, uh, a couple tight ends. There were just a lot of drops, and I don't know if it was the pace and the humidity or if I'm just making excuses because I'm a Ravens fan. <laughs> But it was too many drops. You know, last year during training camp, it seemed to me that they were trying to get the running backs more into the passing game. And then when they had the injuries to the two top guys, that seemed to go by the wayside. Do you get a sense that they may be trying to get the running backs a little bit more involved as pass catchers? Yeah, they, they're definitely working on that. The running backs and the tight ends were both active yesterday, especially in the short game. So that's good to see. Marcus Williams sat out yesterday, and I know that Nick Boyle and Calais Campbell sat out as well, and I believe that, that those two guys uh, had veteran days off. But what about Marcus Williams? Any word on him? No, I, and I think you're right. I think it was a veteran day off, especially with the stadium practice the next day. I think they want all the big names out there for that. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And, and Marcus Williams being the, uh, you know, the highest price free agent the Ravens signed, I'm sure they want to showcase him a little bit tomorrow. So maybe had something sure to do with uh, one guy that they have not showcased at all is Ben Cleveland because three camp practices, three camp practice misses for Ben Cleveland because he can't get beyond the conditioning test. And, you know, that's a position I thought, Darren, at left guard that would be a heavily competed for one because you've got Cleveland, you've got Ben Powers, and you've got Tyree Phillips. And the thing I like about Tyree Phillips there is that I always thought that he had potential as a good guard in the league but they moved him so many different places that he never really got any traction I thought that this might be the year where he would have that opportunity but uh, you gotta love competition and you know as these guys practicing they get out there maybe one of them is a a trade candidate for the Ravens but Ben Cleveland certainly a disappointment so far yeah it's tough going into year two he's got a legitimate chance of winning this competition and just not being able to get out on the floor to on the field definitely puts him behind the eight ball. It's frustrating. I know that when they drafted him in 2021, John Harbaugh was really excited about that pick. And so I, I'm sure that it's got to be frustrating for him as well. Uh, another of the Ravens picks in a uh, draft picks that I wanted to talk about back in 2020, the same year that they picked up Patrick queen is Malik Harrison. Now Malik is a really athletic guy. He's noticeably bigger than queen. He's a former high school quarterback, and I'm just wondering how active he's been, if he's been noticeable, because there was some talk about moving him from inside to outside or maybe being a chess piece for Mike McDonald. So how's he been used? Yeah, he was kind of – he was on the field a lot yesterday. Um, he seemed to be – again, they're, they're not doing much contact up front, so it's hard to tell what they're doing in the run game or, or blitz packages, but he was – he was on the field a lot, and he was flying around, so it was good to see. 
had a few other questions for you as well. But before I get to those, I want to talk about our sponsor on Word on the Street. That is Panacea Life. Pain management is crucial to performance from the NFL to the amateur athlete. CBD products are so beneficial, non-addictive, and less expensive than big pharma products and over-the-counter meds without the side effects. And they do not get you high. Among a wide variety of CBD products, Panacea Life Sciences also offers the best CBD gummies for pain and anxiety. In fact, they may help you manage everyday stress, recover from inflammation, fall and stay asleep, and more. The Panacea Cherry Bomb CBD gummies are made using vegan ingredients, plus a delicious cherry flavor will make them hard to resist. These CBD gummies go for $19.95, but by using code RSR at checkout, you'll get 30% off. Go to PanaceaLife.com. That's PanaceaLife.com, P-A-N-A-C-E-A Life.com, and start feeling better today. Now back to the play on the field, the action on the field on day three of training camp. We mentioned before that the running backs have been getting more involved in the passing game, but there's some new faces out there, and I just wanted to see, and I know it's difficult with the running game to get an assessment on these guys because they really don't run. They're 90% of the plays are passing plays because there's no contact, but I just wanted to get your assessment of the new running backs, Mike Davis, Corey Clement, and Tyler Batty. Yeah, Mike Davis, uh, I, I think I read, he looks like Lorenzo Neal out there. He's just a massive pile of guy. And uh, he, he has like a Mark Ingram energy. I noticed him interacting with all the other running backs and players. He just seems to be a guy who likes being out there a lot. Um, Tyler Beatty is something else. He's, he's got start-stop ability that's really fun to watch. And I, I don't know if they have that ability on, on their team right now. He brings that. Uh, Clement had a really nice grab on a deep pass. Uh, that's about all I saw him do. It was most, as you said, they were getting the receivers and tight ends going yesterday. You know, I saw, I can't remember who it was, and forgive me for this, but I saw that he was uh, batty. Some people projected him as a guy that the Ravens would uh, most likely want to put on their practice squad. And I'm thinking, that guy's not going to make it to a practice squad. He's yeah, no way. <laughs> and you know, when you think back to the – remember Alex Collins when Joe Flacco during his last year with the Ravens that Alex Collins was the running back and they used that spread formation. He was a cutback runner, that sort of thing. They did the zone blocking scheme. And then when Lamar came on board, they, they changed their scheme just to fit the assets on the field. And, and they knew that – with Lamar and what they were trying to do running the ball, that Gus Edwards would be a better guy. So along – and Gus Edwards didn't do a lot in college. He came out of nowhere, undirected free agent. But I think Batty is a guy who's perfectly suited for their style of offense. Yeah, I'd agree. He, he's got those quick feet, so he can mess around in the junk up front. And he, he's just a fun player to watch. What about Clement? Any, any, anything to capture your attention with him? No, my, he made the one deep – catch but that was about it okay now they're kind of loaded at tight end they drafted two tight ends in, in 2022 the ravens and they also bring in incumbents uh, obviously mark andrews and nick boyle but there's also another guy out there that they picked up for a seventh round pick to the jaguars a couple seasons ago and that was josh oliver and i've always liked oliver as a pass catcher a little suspect as a, a guy who supports the running game but i thought he improved as the season went on you think he's got a chance of making the team? 
he was one of the better players on the field yesterday. He made a couple nice catches. Um, it's hard to see them keeping five tight ends. You know, it's um, you, you never know what will happen. That, that's another group that I could see a trade possibly coming out of. You know, the only other thing that I can think of, and you've been out there to see him in action, but, you know, Isaiah likely is a guy who kind of runs a little bit like a receiver. And I, I'm just wondering if maybe they go light on receivers this year and, and a little bit heavier on tight ends. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Likely he's out there wearing number 80 and he's tall and you kind of think of Miles Boykin. I actually looked up their dimensions afterwards. He's about 15 pounds heavier, but he moves smoother than Boykin ever did. I, I think he could play that receiver role now. Yeah, I, I agree with you about um, the comparison between that and Boykin because and, and the way he runs versus Boykin. Boykin was just so such a long strider, and I think that that made him a little bit easier to cover. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, likely as a player, he really impressed me. I wasn't sold on him until watching him in practice. So, okay. Um, another guy that really showed well last year during training camp, got hurt early in the 2021 season was Dalen Hayes. Seeing any action activity from him this uh, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. He was definitely out there a lot. He was um, doing a good job corralling those pitch plays they would do or the short passes. He was out there pushing people back into the inside. He's kind of the, playing that Jared Johnson type role, just keeping everything inside from him. I thought he did a nice job. Ozzie Newsom has always said that you can never have enough good cornerbacks and the Ravens picked up two of them in the 2022 draft. Those guys being Jalen Armour Davis and, and Demarion Williams. Uh, those guys, number five and number 22, do they stick, did they stick out or make any plays that, that you were able to notice? Yeah. I, yeah. Armour Davis looks like a real good cornerback. Uh, he, he's got everything you want. He, he really does look like the real thing. Williams is a pit bull. You know, he gets up in people's faces right at the line. He's a scrapper. Um, I don't know that he's ready for prime time as much, but Armour Davis certainly looks like he's ready to step in the rotation. He's got all the measurables for sure. His problem is he had a hard time staying healthy, but what, I don't know if you saw this. There was an interview that some in the scouting department conducted with uh, Armour Davis during the uh, pre-draft you know, investigation and, and doing their uh, due diligence to see who they were going to draft. And, all those people that were uh, interviewing him, it was a Zoom interview, were so impressed with the maturity level uh, that Armour Davis has. So, And he's got a family, and he's looking to support his family and build a career. So uh, here's a guy I, I want to watch for sure. Absolutely. I'm with you on that one. So what would you say was yesterday's play of the day? Well, it, and it was an anticipated matchup. They were doing the one-on-one -on -one drills, and it was Mark Andrews and Kyle Hamilton lined up. You kind of feel the air get a little more tense. And uh, Andrews got him downfield in really tight coverage. It was like that last yard, Andrews did what all pro players do and got that extra separation and made a diving, sliding catch in the end zone. It was a great play. He's so inspirational because here's a guy that had a career year, the best year and best tight end season in Ravens history. He did it. I believe it was five games that Tyler Huntley started and not Lamar Jackson. And, and now, but he's, he's like the hardest worker on the field. You know, he got, he, really is. he got paid already. And I don't want to pigeonhole all athletes this way, but there's a lot of times when a guy gets paid that there's a little bit of relaxation. This guy seems to be working even harder. 
he does and and he's active you can you see him talking to ricard on the sideline you see him talking to the other tight ends he's just a he's a team first guy and it's just a real joy to have him on the franchise without a doubt uh, last question for you there and i i noticed that you know that we we talked about how this training camp has been low-key yesterday being the most up-tempo of the three so far. And, and John Harbaugh made a point to say that they were ramping up, you know, to, as they go through trying to protect their players and whatnot. Just reading between the lines, I almost think that the Ravens might take an L.A. Rams approach and that they don't start any of their starters during the preseason games. You get that feeling at all? Yeah, and I wouldn't hate it. Um you know, I've always been in the mentality that it's good to get reps and reps and reps, but it's better to have your good guys on the field at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. So, well, there you have it, folks. Training camp report from day three. The Ravens are back out of that at the stadium tonight. They'll go at 7 p.m., I think it is, it, uh, Darren? Yes, sir. Okay, then you'll be out there on the scene. So uh, we'll get your thoughts again this evening and post them later today or tomorrow. Sounds great. Darren, thanks for joining. Thank you.